the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello and welcome to the Rescuers Radio Show worldwide audience. And, uh, you know, the Rescuers Radio Show can be heard every Thursday at 530 at uh, Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com every Thursday at 530. And then it becomes a podcast for all of the sh- all of the shows uh, for Rescuers Radio Show, just go to rescuersradioshow.org, the official website. And uh, happy to have a, g- a great guest. I've look- been looking looking uh, forward to this conversation. David Dobkins, an ordained pastor and manages uh, operations at Teen Challenge of Arizona at their base in Tucson. Hello, David. Hi there, Art. How you doing today? Doing great. Really pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, I have a question for you to begin. Uh, I like beginning with my my guests every week uh, to start with your backstory. Let's hear a little bit about, bit about David, David and uh, how you got to this point in your life. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I actually grew up in Phoenix there. Um, and I'm familiar with the radio station and all that, too. Um, and, uh, you know, attended church there and, and uh, you know, I had a decent home and, and uh uh, you know, just was really kind of, you know, being a normal kid and and um, attending church and all of that. And then, um, uh, you know, when I got into my teenage years, um, I started to kind of uh, get away from the church, kind of, you know, get a little bit away from how I was raised and and just, you know, started looking at things in the world that that looked fun and interesting and <laughs> and ended up, you know, doing doing a bunch of stuff that, you know, was was just uh, really kind of self-damaging. It hurt my family, and and uh, you know I ended up getting into drugs and alcohol and and other things that caused me to just really kind of go down a dark path. Um, and uh, I almost died a couple times from drug overdoses, and and uh, eventually, thankfully, uh, you know my family never gave up on me, um, and uh, you know people at the church always reached out to me and. And finally, um, um, one of uh, one of our family members found out about Teen Challenge, and uh, um, it was it was what helped change my life. God really worked through the Teen Challenge program. Um, you know, I was in and out of jail. I was on and off probation. I was looking at uh, you know some some really serious you know dark times ahead if I didn't do something, if I didn't change my life. Um, and so, thankfully, uh, you know, God's grace and my family support and the help of Teen Challenge, I was able to 
to kind of stop doing all of that and start doing a new thing, which is living for Christ and, and helping people going through the same types of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I have my own family now. I've been married almost 28 years, over just over 28 years. Nice. Uh, three young adult kids, all amazing. Um, you know, we're not perfect people, but we love God and we love people. And, and I'm here serving at Teen Challenge, you know, and the primary reason is because what I went through and, and uh, it's just what I think he's called me to do, um, you know, to help more people going through the same stuff. Hey, if you ever meet somebody that says they're perfect, I would walk away from them. <laughs> right well, away. I think we're only we're only going to meet one of those. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, that's the, when we see Jesus face to face. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, sinners, we all are. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit more about that um, about your background. Uh, can you can you go a little deeper into drug overdoses and almost dying? And some, there was something uh, unlawful going on there, or are you uncomfortable with that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll certainly share a little bit more detail. Just, just a little, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when when I was in high school, um, you know, all, all through grade school and middle school, everything, I was I was doing good. I was getting good grades. Um, I, had, I had good friends um, and uh, ended up getting into high school. My freshman year did really good. I was doing wrestling, track, band. Um, I was doing art and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and I was just, you know, really enjoying life. I was still attending church. I was plugged into the youth group and everything. Um, in my sophomore year, um, I was doing track and a, and a kid that I knew on the track team he came up to me. He said, "Hey, you, you know, you want something that'll help you run faster?" And I was like, Uh-oh. "I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm interested." And so he showed me this pill, and it was it was speed. Um, and uh, this will date me a little bit, but they called it White Crosses back then. Is this um, in the nineties, eighties? Yeah, nineties. Yeah, eight, eight, early eighties, mid eighties. And so um, I was like completely oblivious, uh, unprepared to, you know, unprepared for that, except for it just sounded good to me. And so I took it and, and, um, it really didn't do anything for me art, um, that first time. And, and I was kind of like, okay, well, I tried that. Um, and, uh, but we continued to hang out with each other and he seemed cool. Um, and so, uh, the next day he came and he had, he had a marijuana joint and he said, Hey, let's go smoke this. And I'm like, well, what is that? And, <laughs> and I was just really like, you know, again, just had no idea, you know, like uh, the way I was raised and, and just un, unprepared and, mm-hmm. and unaware of any of that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't know anything about it. And so, um, you know, he said, it'll, it'll mellow you out. It'll, it'll make you relax. So we went and we smoked this joint and, um, and again, it didn't really do anything for me. And so those two instances with that one guy, um, you know, should have been enough for me to say, well, you know, there's really nothing to that, you know, so let's move on and get back to life. But uh, for some reason, our, I just I just had this bug in me that said, you know, that this guy looks like he's having fun in life and I don't understand it, but I got to, uh, you know, I just felt like I needed to mm-hmm. follow him and learn more. So, um, you know, I, I delved 
deeper into, you know, doing drugs and started skipping classes from school and ended up stopping going to church. And, you know, of course my family was always, you know, trying to encourage me. And, and, uh, eventually I, you know, I got, I got kicked out of school. I got in trouble with the law. I got caught with drugs, uh, multiple times. Um, I went back to school, eventually dropped out, you know, all kinds of, you know, you can imagine. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a, it's not a unique story. A lot of people go through this stuff, but ultimately I ended up doing, um, methamphetamines Mm. and, um, you know, I was about 16 years old starting that out and, um, uh, 16 or 17 years old. Um, I, I had a pretty serious, well, I, I had an overdose with, with marijuana that was laced, um, with PCP. Oh Um, my gosh. And, uh, I was paralyzed and couldn't move and I was spinning and, Mm. and, you know, vomiting and nauseous and, and I thought I was going to die. And, and, you know, my mom came and got me and, and, you know, fortunately we were able to get help and overcome that. And then when I started, and, you know, I mean, once again, that should have been enough, you know, common sense should have told me that you're going to die. Don't do that again, you know? And, and, uh, and yet I just, I was already gripped by this addiction from the drugs, which, you know, it's a spiritual battle, but it's also physically and mentally gripping it. it yeah. Once it gets a hold of you, um, it's really hard to break free from that. And so, um, you know, I ended up doing methamphetamines um, and uh, I would stay up for two, three, four days at a time without a lot of food, without oh sleeping. Gosh. Yeah. Um, and, um, I overdosed at one point again on that. And, and, um, you know, my family had to, um, you know, find me not, not responsive and get help. And, and, uh, it, you know, it was just, and at that point I was, I was 17, I was on and off different drugs. I was in and out of probation. I was always getting caught. I was never really good at hiding it. Um, <laughs> Maybe that, was, maybe that was a poke by God, right? <laughs> I, I'm grateful for that. I, to be honest, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, if I could go back and change it, I, knowing what I know today, I wouldn't do so many of those things, but, but, you know, it is what it is. And, and, um, it, you know, it brought me to a point Art, where I just had to surrender. I just had to say, I'm really going to die. And, you know, ultimately I was looking at prison time and, going in and out of the courtrooms and, and, you know, and just, just not, not a good life. And, you know, I had no friends. My, my Mm. family was hurting because of my actions and my behavior. And, and so, uh, you know, finally, um, my mom's brother, my uncle, the teen challenge came and did a, um, they came and did a service. They did a, a ministry service at his church. And he said, he told my mom, you got to get David and team challenge. And oh. so, um, you know, I, I tried it once. I, I, I was, I was on my way to jail and I got the judge to agree to let me go get help at teen challenge. Um, but I really wasn't serious yet. And so I didn't follow through with it. Um, and I got in some more trouble. I got busted again. And, and, um, um, this is a year later, I was standing in front of the same judge and this is just like a, it, it, it's like a, 
a God thing in my story that sure. I really like. I, I, I fortunately I had the wherewithal, you know, the uh, enough sense about me to just <laughs> go to the Teen Challenge Center there in Phoenix um, and get get checked in and get started there, you know, just a week or two before that court date. Um, and, you know, I, I think I was just like desperate, you know, I, I knew I was going to die or go to prison and, mm. and I didn't want to live that way, but I didn't want to, and I didn't want to die, but I didn't want to go on living, you know? So I had all of this conflict going on and and fortunately someone there at the program you know one of the supervisors agreed to go to the court with me and it's right down there in downtown phoenix and and um i was i was waiting my turn art um to stand in front of the judge and the guy in front of me um the prosecutor county prosecutor was reading all these charges against this guy and he he was serious like he he had armed robbery he had grand theft auto he had all this mm. stuff you know aggravated assault yep. and um the judge ruled against him 10 years in prison oh um, my gosh and i was standing there next and I, I i hadn't done the same kinds of things he did but i'm like you know the last time i was in front of this judge she warned me not to come back you know? <laughs> and um and so you know, I was praying. Uh, I had some support. My my parents were there. The guy from Teen Challenge was there, and he, you know, they the courts kind of were familiar with Teen Challenge to a degree at that point. Um, and so, when I stood in front of the judge, um, the prosecutor read the charges, and you know, it was breaking the terms of my probation, doing more drugs, getting caught, etc. Not not going into Teen Challenge when I was supposed to before, mm. and. Um, the judge looked at the file. She, she closed the file. She's sitting up on the bench. She looked at the prosecutor. She said, uh, well, Mrs. Prosecutor, it looks to me like David did do all those things. And I'm inclined to let him remain in team challenge oh. and get the help he needs. And he'll have probation, you know, through, you know, I think it was 18 months at the time. So I, I had to be on probation all the way through team challenge, which is a year long program. And then another six months. Um, and just hearing those words, my jaw just dropped. I, I, I was, I was standing in, in disbelief because I didn't, it wasn't true for one. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I did mess up, you know, really badly. And, and, and the prosecutor was right on every point. And, Mm. and yet the judge said differently. And so, um, you know, fortunately God intervened that day and I still don't, fully understand mm-hmm. it except for you know an extreme amount of grace yes, um, absolutely hey if you're late uh, coming into the rescuers radio show uh, my guest today is david dobkins ordained pastor and manages operations at teen challenge of arizona so it seems to me uh david you went you transitioned into god's grace and and teen challenge uh was there to welcome you i, I want to talk about teen challenge um They've been around the country a long time. I don't know how long they've been in Arizona. Absolutely. Um, so, so you're aware Teen Challenge started in the '50s in New York. In New York, yes. Yeah, Pastor David Wilkerson and, and his brother Don. Um, and uh, once once they started doing itinerating around the country and raising support and telling churches what they were doing in New York. Um, 
a bunch of other communities stepped up and contacted him and said, we need a Teen Challenge in our town. Um, so it started to spread and, and Teen Challenge started here in, in Arizona in 1965, um, kind of unofficially, you know, they, they were starting to have kind of a Teen Challenge contact center where they would, they would meet with people and take calls and refer people in need of the program to another place where there was an actual residential recovery mm-hmm. program. And that was all in Tucson? Yeah, it started originally in Tucson. Um, and still the headquarters for Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. For for a short season, they had only a program, a small little house in Phoenix um, in the early 70s. But um, after that, it really just began to grow. Um, and, you know, I'm, I've been around, I went through Teen Challenge in 1989 and graduated in 90. Um, but um, our executive director here, Reverend Snow Peabody, he's been with Teen Challenge over 50 years now. Oh, wow. Um, he went through the, through the U of A and, and graduated college there. And then he started volunteering at Teen Challenge and he never left. <laughs> he just, God just got a hold of him and, 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 and just galvanized his heart for Teen Challenge ministry. And, and um, so we've had a, we've had a really, really solid, you know, consistent record here in Arizona of, of running Teen Challenge and growing and, and, you know, it's gone from that very small beginnings to now today we have five residential programs around the state. Uh, we can have over 200 people at any given time at nice. the different locations combined. Um, we have a program for adolescent girls here in the Tucson area called Springboard Home. Um, we have a home for women and women with children in Casa Grande called the Home of Hope. Yeah, I was just and, reading about yeah. that before the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about Home of Hope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it it's about 15 years um, running now, and um, it was founded by by Snow and then um, the, the woman who was the original director there, um, she was an RN and she had a passion for helping women and their children get off of drugs and get a new start in life. And, and so they were able to acquire a property that was formerly, um, an assisted living care facility and turn it into a team challenge mm. home for women. And, and, uh, since then it's, it's just been an amazing thing because, We've had women who've, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, when women have children and they're not in a stable home and, yeah. you know, whether the father isn't around or whatever happens there, oftentimes women are, are, are alone and drug addicted or being abused or whatever it is. And they have kids to, to continue to care for and they don't always know how or have the resources. And so it was a passion of, of snow and Diane to make a place where they could bring their children with them. Mm. And so in the last 15 years, we've seen um, child protective services, bring the kids back to the mothers after they start getting help and teen challenge at the home of hope. And we've had, you know, marriages restored families built back up. So great. 
it's you know we have a we have a licensed daycare right inside the program so we can serve people in the community with that same need and it's just an amazing place you know it's hard to walk through the home of hope and see the children and the mothers and 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 not just have compassion for them you know yeah um I had a note here to myself, and we're probably beyond it now, talking about where it started in New York City. But a gang member, Nikki Cruz, was one of the first to find a new life drug-free. And over the years, tens of thousands of lives have been changed. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so has he had that same impact to all the centers around the country? So um, Nikki Cruz was, um, he was one of the very first gang members to respond to the ministry of, of David and Don Wilkerson. Um, and there's a movie about it too, oh. um, the cross and the switchblade. Oh, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. So that's the story okay. of the beginnings of teen challenge. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, David Wilkerson, um, you know, he, he was a small rural town, Pennsylvania pastor. And he just, he, he saw this, um, these teenage boys on trial for murder um, in the magazine or the newspaper. And he just, he felt compelled to go to New York and try to reach those boys. Mm. And, and um, you know, this, this, the, the very beginnings of the story uh, is that he, he made it there. He kind of burst into the courtroom with his Bible in his hand and asked the judge to let him try to help those boys, you know, and, and uh, there's there's photos of that scene and different scenarios where he just all he had was just his faith in God and his boldness to do whatever he had to do to help, you know. And, wow. and uh, eventually they started to reach gang members and drug addicts on the streets and, and they didn't have a place to go. So they bought a little property and they called it Teen Challenge. And mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of how it began. Yeah. So, um You've been with Teen Challenge what thirty years? Well, I've I've been serving at Teen Challenge for just over seventeen years. Oh, okay. Um, I, I completed the program, graduated thirty one years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've been. I I went out, went back to church, started my family, was just you know kind of working in a normal career, and and then got called to to change all of that and come back here and serve here. Good for you, and. Uh, Teen Challenge is kind of uh, unlike other addiction centers. You do you do the detox and the full program, correct? There, there's some some level of detoxing that um, that we don't handle just because of the you know the, the seriousness of it. Yeah. Um, um, you know, so That's if a... someone is on certain types of drugs, or or they could become ill or unstable as a result of detoxing we 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 now coordinate with uh you know detox centers that are that we have good relationships with and that's and that's not you know that that we don't want to help immediately but sometimes we're not we're just not equipped to handle that very specialized care yeah yeah so um i I, you you also um we're coming up on the last few minutes of the program here you also have a training phase for graduate after they graduate. Uh, the Life Ranch is what, what is that about? Yeah, so the Christian Life Ranch um, is is primarily for men eighteen and up, um, and that's where you know when 
when when young men complete the the initial phase of the teen challenge program and we have we have programs either in phoenix or or tucson for them um then they go to the christian life ranch and it's it's really a a deeper discipleship um, training phase where um they they just really you know they've kind of got you know past the initial phase of of getting their head out of the clouds and and learning (laughs) you know just kind of you know getting learning who they are in christ and you know we do a lot of biblical studies and practical counseling and training um and then they're able to go to the christian life ranch which is it's in new river north of phoenix um and they they can stay there for eight eight to ten months and and really just kind of deep in their relationship with the lord and they do a lot of things like um, like working. You know, they learn how to do certain types of skills. Yeah. Uh, they do a lot of community service. Um, you know, and and uh, it's just a really unique place. And, David, we're in our last minute now. Okay, but uh, how can people get in touch with you and Teen Challenge? Absolutely. Is there a website um, they, or they can go to the website. It's it's tcaz.org stands for Teen Challenge Arizona, mm-hmm. tcaz.org. Um, they can call us um, at 800-346-7859. Um, and, uh, you know, they can reach us, reach out that way. Um, or they can go to one of our programs and there's a listing of those locations right on the website. Yeah, David, this has been great talking with you. I want to thank you for all you do and, uh, you know, all all with the grace of God, right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so uh, thank you, David, for being a Christian leader, having a positive impact in Arizona. Through your life experience and Teen Challenge, you are a rescuer. Blessings. Very grateful. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.